I hope to see you at our CAA World Congress of Sports in New York the week of October 10th, which will be a great few days to do business and reconnect with industry colleagues. Our team has put together a fantastic agenda for the CAA World Congress of Sports with two great days of discussion and networking on Tuesday and Wednesday, October 11th and 12th. After spending a few days in Nashville at our Access Sports Facilities Franchises and Ticketing Symposium, I can just tell you the energy is off the charts for people to be together, catch up, grab a drink or a meal, and talk business. And next month's World Congress will offer the perfect opportunity to do that. Register today by going to our website, sportsbusinessjournal.com, or reach out directly to me for questions or comments. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, September 20th. I'm Abe Madcore. Good morning. Good to be back with you after a week away. Two big blowouts on Disney's dual game Monday Night Football on Monday as both the Bills and the Eagles rolled to big wins in games that had some overlap on ESPN and ABC in a rarity of two games on Monday Night Football. While it was great for viewers, I can't imagine the viewership numbers will be very strong. But while we are still waiting for Nielsen's numbers on Amazon's Thursday Night Football streaming viewership, SBJ's John Aran reported that an internal memo indicates Amazon expects the audience for Thursday's Chargers-Chiefs game last week easily easily to surpass 10 million viewers. Now, if so, that viewership number would be a huge win for Amazon. As many guessed, it would fall between 7 to 8 million viewers, so this number would certainly be higher than that. According to the memo, Amazon executive Jay Marine sent to staff late on Monday afternoon, the viewership figure should exceed the 12.5 million benchmark that was promised to advertisers. That, again, would be a huge win. Marine also said Thursday night marked the biggest three hours for prime signups ever in the U.S. in the history of Amazon. That includes topping Prime Day, Cyber Monday, and Black Friday. Yes, more people signed up for the prime service on Thursday night before that football game than any of those other days. So if these numbers hold up and continue, this deal will be a real driver for business for Amazon. Let's move on. Postseason baseball is back for the New York Mets, who clinched their first trip to the postseason in six years by beating the Brewers on Monday night. It's the 10th postseason appearance for the Mets in their 61-season history, and the first since the Mets lost to the San Francisco Giants in the 2016 National League wildcard game. So, Big energy in New York City. Meanwhile, the AP reports that Steve Cohen's spending is certainly helping the Mets succeed on the field as the team is on track to have baseball's highest payroll for the first time since 1989. Yes, since 1989. So the Mets entered the last month of the season with a payroll just north of $273 million. The Dodgers are second followed by the Yankees. Remember, the Dodgers led in payroll in both 2020 and 2021, but Steve Cohen has continued to spend on payroll. This year, they will top the league, and when you look at the big picture, there are a record-tying 
six baseball teams set to pay the luxury tax. So the Mets at the end of the year could pay a luxury tax of almost $30 million this year. But for Steve Cohen, getting to the postseason is likely worth it. And I'm sure he doesn't just want to get into the postseason. So the Mets, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Red Sox, and the Padres are the six teams likely paying the luxury tax this year. All teams, except the Red Sox, are currently in the mix for the postseason. You know, while we were speaking about our recent conferences, I've been on the road for about a week, and I can't talk enough about the energy in the city of Nashville. We were there for our conference, and you can't look up in that city without seeing a crane. And it speaks to the growth, the investment, and the energy in that city. You know, it's been years since I've been in Nashville, but with the streets around Lower Broadway filled with pedestrians taking in the sights, the sounds, the food, the bars, the city has a real pulse to it. And that leads to the sports scene, as there's great, uh, they call it, co-opetition between the teams from the Predators, uh, the Titans, Nashville SC, uh, the Racing Speedways, and other sports entities. You also have the campus of Vanderbilt just up the street of Broadway. And so why is the sports business so hot there right now? Well, you have the fantastic location for Bridgestone Arena right in the middle of Broadway. That's a magnet for everything. We went to Nashville SC's Geodis Park, which is just outside the main downtown, and that's a stunning facility. The largest soccer-specific stadium in the U.S. seats 30,000. That will lead to more development in that area, and you have real energy for a dynamic new stadium for the Tennessee Titans, which would hopefully be built just east of the team's current facility. The team's current facility, Nissan Stadium, is unfortunately really outdated. So you can see the need for a new facility there. So you combine the sports energy with more and more development around other parts of the city. And it seems to bode well for the future of sports business in Nashville. If you haven't been lately, you really have to check it out. Quite impressive energy around the sports scene in Nashville. And finally, on the way back, I was able to take in a tour of the Lake Point Sports Complex that sits about 40 miles north of Atlanta, just off I-75 in Emerson, Georgia. Now, I've heard a lot about this facility. It's sports-focused, mixed-use development. It is a year-round youth sports destination that hosts competitions in various sports, and it's truly a state-of-the-art facility. It has eight baseball diamonds, three multi-use fields, 10 beach volleyball courts, a champion center that can hold up to 12 full-court basketball games or 24 volleyball games, so it is a living, breathing youth sports campus, and they have ambitious plans to expand the campus. It currently draws more than a million people a year. Uh, The complex is very impressive. I was there on a bustling Sunday. You could watch high-quality travel team baseball games. And in the future, Lake Point Sports envisions more athletic fields. They need more parking. They can see more mixed-use development as well as recruiting more premium hotels and sit-down dining in the small like village of Emerson. So yes, youth sports has a lot of challenges. It's fragmented with various leagues and various operators. It's certainly expensive, and it often lacks accessibility. But when you see a facility like Lake Point Sports and you realize that it's a draw 12 months a year, 365-7, 
and they're really trying to leverage new technology, data, and content creation, you really see the potential of this complex. So again, like Nashville, if you haven't visited Lake Point Sports in Emerson, Georgia, worth your time as it is a bustling campus around youth sports. And so that is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, September 20th. I'm Abe Madcore. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow.